in the CBD and inner suburbs. I wonder whether Ian Healy knows a little bit more what the weather's going to do over the next five days in Brisbane. He joins us on SEN Mornings. G'day, Ian. G'day, Adam. How are you, mate? Um, no, I haven't got uh, any insights, really. It's still pretty muggy here. Very high tide. I'm looking at the Brisbane River and uh, very high tide at the moment. So uh, we don't need too much more rain up here, that's for sure. Well, you are going to be part of our test cricket coverage from tomorrow on SEN. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, um, I, I think the West Indies have got some talent, um, and I, I, you know, they got beaten in Adelaide, uh, well shy of three days. Right. Well, my first test was 1988 in Australia, and we got beaten by the West Indies well inside three days. <laughs> so the discrepancy between our two na- cricketing nations has been this big before and reversed. So it's just a matter of what happens next for the West Indies. So I'm I'm hoping that there's been plenty of hard work and they're quite excited by playing against Australia again and seeing how competitive they can get with it. Without, you know, trying to win or anything, just get really competitive a two-hour session at a time. Yeah, well, I was just speaking to Andrew McDonald uh, before and just reminded him that Australia was 6 for 140 there yeah. at one point uh, on day two. So they did do a, a fair bit right, the West Indies. Yeah, definitely. With the ball, they were, they were good. They, they were workmanlike as well as quick and and then um, penetrative, you know. So, so yeah, the bowlers uh, had our batsmen under a bit of pressure. Um, and so now just have to, you know, try to get some of that talent with the bat in their top six to go from scores of 40 to... Someone getting a hundred, and then you, 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 your era, your ten ten year period just starts to get a roll on, and and you get some role models going. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, uh, Ian Healy joining Damien Fleming, uh, Jared Waitley, and the entire team uh, up uh, at uh, Brisbane for the day night test match live from the Gabba. Every ball live from two p.m. Eastern Summer Time tomorrow. Um, just for, for those that don't know, explain to us exactly what your official role is at the Brisbane Heat. Well, I chair the uh, recruitment and retention committee that, uh, you know, assembles our team. Um, and so so we, we com- combine an analyst who has information from all around the world on, on international players and how they go against fast bowlers, spin bowlers, little grounds, big grounds that sort of stuff. And then our coaches and our selector, Chris Hartley, um, they're, they're all in this committee and our CEO uh, and our chairman of Queensland Cricket, Kirsten Pike. And, and we sit together and listen, uh, approve, discuss, debate and end up with uh, some, some actions. So that's what I do. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, you know, it's kept me in touch with the modern thinking of auctions and drafts in, you know, the cricket world. Uh, and then you keep an eye and an ear on uh, world leagues that are emerging. Um, we have unearthed Josh Brown, Spencer Johnson, uh, Nikhil Chowdhury in Australia and main, all in Brisbane, really, even though Spencer was is from Adelaide. He was playing here in Brisbane in a, a, a three-week T20 comp. Um, and... So, so we'd be foolish to think that they're, they're the only three in the country. Yeah. There'd, there'd, be, there'd be 50 of them around the states of Australia, good enough to play Big Bash, but not even getting a game maybe in first grade because yeah. they slog too much. 
who knows what it is or you know so so we've got to get get our scouting boots on uh, around Australia and there's plenty more of these players uh, where Brownie came from it might be a bit of a sneaky comp that runs up in Brisbane this T20 competition at the start of the year because there are quite a few domestic players that do go up there and play in it to almost sort of uh, you know kickstart their their season when the weather's yeah. good when it's not good in a lot of other places in Australia yeah, exactly. Or football southern states uh, are still using the round grounds that cricket needs. Yep. You know, Victoria and South Australia, they get on their grounds so late and we, we can start in August. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic way to go. We've got to be careful in Brisbane not to uh, limit the local player uh, content. Um, and But there's a lot of interstate and sometimes international players that want to come over for the T20 Max here in Brisbane. It runs for about three weeks, most nights of the week, and uh, the clubs do a good job. Could you see in the future a, a situation where maybe the Sheffield Shield season starts earlier and they have a, a like almost like a northern swing where maybe there's more Shield cricket played where you can play in Mackay and Townsville, Cairns, places where we play Sheffield Shield cricket anyway, but just to get domestic players playing more red ball cricket? Yes, I can see a very big case that should be put forward to rearranging our summer and our winter and our calendar. Mm. You know, Northern Australia can play a lot of games much earlier than we do now. Yeah. So let's, let's try it. Um, and what format would it be? Because you do want your shield um, being played around test match time. Yes. So that you've got ready-made, informed players to step into a test team if called upon. So I'd like it. I'd like that to be pushed in there a little bit, and and maybe something else created there in August and September uh, before club cricket starts around the country. So yeah, we've got a lot of concepts we could be trying in all forms of cricket, not just red ball, but definitely uh, you know even our our women they they don't even play two day cricket anymore. Mm. So so we get women selected to play test cricket, and they've never bowled, never used a red ball before. Yeah. So, so those things we've just got to stay on top of, be aware of, and see what we can create. I think that's a really interesting point because often the when the Australian team play a Test match, they get frustrated or uh, with the tactics of the captain and why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? Well, as you say, they go from white ball fifty over crickets the maximum they play, then all of a sudden they're playing a five day Test match. They just don't do it. No, that's right. Um, and they but but they now love it, right? Uh, ten years ago, I used to talk to Manisa, Lisa, and other other players and other former players about trying to get more tests for the women. You know that we should play a test against every nation, and they they weren't that keen on it. You know, mm. um, so but now they are. The, the players love it, and it, it creates a lot more strategy and a lot more pressure to make decisions like a declaration on the last day. Uh, or to chase a total down, or or you know accept a draw. So so they, they love it. So let's let's see if we can get even two day cricket, which is the ability for a batter to make a hundred, um, or a bowler to get five wickets and bowl longer spells and maybe three spells in a day, because they don't do that in one day cricket and and T Twenty cricket. So so yeah, we we can do a lot more in the the women's facet of play too. Yeah, no, I like that. 100 overs each day. They bat 100 overs each. Um, so just like back that. back to the heat, um, What what's changed? Because 
for quite a few years, they weren't the laughing stock, but they were so unpredictable. They would lose from winnable positions. They'd win from losable positions. They'd win, loss, win, loss. And now when we look at the Heat, they are one of the more reliable teams in the competition at two consecutive finals. And the ability to get through to the final off the back of losing essentially your top five there um, is quite an achievement. Yeah, um, and, and, you know, we relied so heavily on Baz McCullum and Chris Lynn. Yes. Um, and whilst they were setting the competition on fire, we weren't winning either. No. So, because the other players just didn't step up. And they, they weren't being natural. They were pl- they were trying to play like Lenny played, you know. Yeah. But if you can't hit sixes at will, don't try because you'll get yourself out. And And our younger players were getting themselves out or bogged down. And, and then one night, the, the rock-bottom moment happened. We lost six for none, chasing 78 or something against the Renegades here at the Gabba. Oh, that is a disaster. <laughs> so we haven't put in a disaster for a couple of years. Um, and I think it's because the other players have now um, taken on the responsibility better than they did when Lenny and, and Baz were here. So, so and, and slowly they're playing closer to their potential. They're learning. This T20 cricket at the highest level takes a lot, I'm imagining, and it seems to me, that to learn and to get good at. And our younger players are getting better and starting to think their way out of trouble when once we get ourselves into trouble. And listening to quite a few of the players a lot reference the impact that Colin Munro has had on the group, formerly uh, obviously in New Zealand cricketer, but playing uh, over at Perth, but at the heat the last couple of years, not just what he's doing with the bat out in the middle, but potentially some cultural changes to this team. Yeah, I mean, they're two internationals for a couple of years now. Munro and Billings certainly care and, and they throw themselves into the, the, the system and, you know, make some modifications and some, provide us feedback on the system and, and so we can tighten things up the way we think, the way we go about training, the way we separate or don't separate the bulls from the heat, you know, um, and the same sort of players. We currently use a similar, if not the same, coaching staff for both. So, so, um, you know, that, that can... That can sometimes be good and sometimes not so good. So Munners and Bill Billow has, have been able to provide that sort of feedback. Also in Usman Kawaja there too. He liked Munro, a very calming influence. And we got him from the Thunder yes. and got him back to where he plays most, you know, where he thinks he is now. He, he, he thinks he's a Queenslander now and that's great. So he's back home and he's been a great influence on our young men too. And just one final one, Heels. Uh, the efforts of Josh Brown the other night, I know you're at the ground, uh, that 140 of which over 100 of those runs scored were in boundaries. Have you seen a ball striking display like that before? Not really. And then I thought Matt Short was going to put one on too yes. after a couple of shots early in his innings. But um, no, I don't think so. I think it's the best placement of shots that I've seen in T20 cricket uh, at the Big Bash as well. You know, so often we see players caught on the rope right where a man was. Yep. And 50 metres either side of that man is a gap. Yes. So uh, I think Brownie found the gaps. And I'm not sure whether it was just luck or he was doing it on purpose, but his placement was absolutely spot on as well as that, that powerful hitting. So, so um, uh, yeah, he, you know, we're, we're hopeful that he can bat well again tonight. And that doesn't mean making a hundred again, of course. But if you get us off to that that 
start at about 140 strike rate, we'd be happy. So uh, whatever whatever size it is, it just it, it lets so many other batsmen re- relax and play naturally. So so let's see if that happens again tonight. And uh, and then our bowling attack, our bowling attack's been brilliant and is brilliant. Um, we've got versatility. We've got left arm, right arm. We've got spin. We've got quick. So so you know, fingers crossed. We're hard to beat. Thanks for joining us uh, to, today. Good luck tonight. And uh, as I said, I know our audience is really looking forward to hearing you uh, for the next five days for the Brisbane Test. So we'll catch you tomorrow. Yeah, thanks, Adam. You're welcome. Ian Healy joining us there, part of the Brisbane.